You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. You are listening to the LW Coaching Show on Mountain Bike Radio. I'm your co-host, Ben Welnick, and with me again, it's the LW Coaching Show, Linda Wallenfels. Thank you for joining me, Linda. Oh, nice to have me back. Um, so, okay, this episode... It's going to be talking about training camps. You're going to go through, she's going to go through the details of, you know, when to consider it, what to consider, how much, you know, what you need to do, um, to kind of use that style to, I guess, up your, up your potential training, uh, all that. So Linda, uh, what do we need to know about training camps? Oh, training camps. First thing you need to know is that they're incredibly fun. It's I say it's like Disneyland for adults. Uh, ideally, you want to go somewhere away from home so you don't have your daily chores and normal distractions. And you want to go with your friends, with your training partners, with motivated, like-minded individuals. And you just build a lot of stoke and you have a ton of fun riding. So sometimes training camps can be one of the highlights of your season. So with that, can let's can we just take a step back because some people are thinking, um, like, what does that even mean? What when you when you say training camp, what exactly do you mean? Yeah, exactly. Good question. So there's a lot of different training camps. You can go with a company who runs a training camp in a nice location like Tucson, or you can just go with your teammates, bunch of friends. Or you can just do one by yourself at home. And what we really mean by a training camp is a set of days back-to-back where you go out and ride your bike a lot. And this can be anywhere between three to seven days. Some training camps even can go longer than that. But for mountain bikers, training in the realm that we're looking at, which is generally between cross-country races and 100 milers, that's where most of the people probably listen to the show are racing. A few 24-hour, 12-hour racers. But for that kind of training, I like a three-day training camp. So that would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, big rides three days in a row. All right. So what's the first step? What do we need to consider if we're, you know, because from my perspective, you know, I, I don't really think of it as you know, I just think of it as putting together a big weekend or there something that, what else should I consider? Like what's the best way of going about setting aside the time and what to know? What do I need to know? And it basically is a big weekend and, um, yeah, there's a lot of ways to use a training camp to increase your performance, but if you use it at the wrong times, it can actually make you overtrained and can ruin your season if it's used in the wrong at the wrong time. So we got to look exactly what do you want to get out of your training camp? What it, what's it going to do for you? And there's two times in a season where a training camp isn't is beneficial. And the first one is really the most common one that most people use it for, and that's an early season fitness boost. So say you've been at home, especially on the front range, you guys have had some challenging weather this year. Training camp in Moab, three days, you can build a lot of fitness really quickly. So it's a a boost in your base training. Okay. 
The so, second, yeah, the second place that a training camp is beneficial is before your peak race. So you would do this three weeks before your peak race to generate super fitness to push you up to that level of peak fitness that you can only hold for a very short period of time. And that is especially the time to be careful on how much you do at camp and that your recovery between your camp and your race is effective. For most people with the, with, I'm going to interrupt you there with the, before the race for most people is there like a general i mean two or three weeks a month out is there kind of a, a general range that you find people fall into yeah so the three-day training camp three weeks before a hundred miler a 12-hour solo or a 24-hour solo or even the bike packing races is really effective for say a hundred miler race anything that is in like the seven plus hour range racing three six hour back-to-back days three weeks out from your trait from your peak race is a really great way to do it sounds pretty hefty so you'd have to build up to pretty good before you did that just as a recommendation people don't go out thinking that you can just go do do those days right right so we're gonna talk in detail right now so we've talked about when and now we'll talk about how, and most importantly, how much to do in a training camp. And the how much is really the critical part of a training camp because it's far too easy to just go out and absolutely smoke yourself at a training camp because you're with your friends, you're generally in a beautiful place, you're away from your family, your job, your chores. So we'll talk about that. But so how... The early season camp, you want to do it during your base training block, and ideally you have a rest week scheduled after the camp so you can recover from the camp. And then we talked about if you're doing it later in the season to build super fitness for your peak race, you want to do that three weeks before the race. And then the following week, which would be two weeks before the race, would be a rest week. So anytime you go do a training camp, follow it up with a rest week. It's easy enough. Yep. And then the next part is entering the camp. You have to start the camp rested. It doesn't mean take a rest week before the camp. It means say your camp is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That means the the four days prior to that are really easy. So say you have Monday off. Tuesday, just a one-hour spin. Wednesday, short ride with a little bit of intensity. And then generally Thursday would be a drive day because most often you want to go to a camp away from your home base to get away from all the chores, the jobs, everything that distracts your focus during a training camp. Okay. What about for those people that can't – that? Uh... Just can't spare. Maybe they can, you know, later in the season, but they want to do one early in the year and they just can't. Is there, I mean, do you work with people to kind of eliminate as many of those distractions as you can? Or like what what should somebody do? Or should they just make sure that they need to set aside a weekend? Yeah, all of the above, you fit in what you can fit in 
within the bounds of your life with re- everyone has realities so you can do a training camp at home you can have all your daily distractions and just try and tone it down or eliminate them as much as you can so you can focus on going big at camp yeah and you know if you do listen if you do stay home um, just realize that it's you're not getting the full effect right I mean it's inevitable that there's going to be something going on or you know whatever so just realize that well and it's a scale you can clear your schedule at home and if you have a good support people around you then you can definitely do one at home yeah get your friends involved yeah exactly I was just going to say that and the other thing I have a question on is this something too maybe you're not a, a racer but you've kind of been sitting around all winter and you're just a regular dude that goes out and rides um can they use something like this too to kind of just get them like you know off the couch and into the summer season Absolutely. So we're going to talk about that in the how much part and how much really depends on what you've been doing and what you have coming up. So first, I'm just going to run through a few details about camp. So a camp's training. It's not racing. And that's another mistake people make, especially in the camp that you're doing three weeks before your peak race, because you're entering that camp with a lot of training behind you, a high level of fitness and really fired up. And it can be far too easy to end up racing your buddies all weekend and being the camp star and then having nothing left at your peak race three weeks down the road. So during camp, a few short drag races are fun because that's what we all do when we're out on our bikes. But for the most part at camp, it's about volume. It's about riding steady and riding aerobic. It's not about going out and trashing yourself with long hours at race pace every day which is it's really easy to get caught up in yes oh tell me i (laughs) I have athletes with power meters and heart rate monitors go to their team training camp and then send me the files and it's like they've done a three-day stage race yeah so use a heart rate monitor or power meter have specific governors in place intensity levels to check yourself and write it down on your stem to remind yourself this is what my goals are at camp my goals are to be a racing star not a camper star be a racing star not a camping star that's a good one yeah other things that are really good to do at camp we we just went to the 9250 camp a couple of weeks ago in moab and it's early in the season. People are getting their new bikes. You get to check out all the new equipment and see what's working, test ride people's bikes. These are great learning experiences at camp to hang out with people in the evening, which is why it's great to go to a destination camp rather than stay at home and talk about what they raced last season and hear all their stories and build motivation Lots of inspiration is at camp. I came back from the 9250 camp really inspired. And then another thing is if you're doing a race that you've never done and someone at camp has done that race before, then listen to their race stories and you can learn an incredible amount about how aid stations work and little insider logistic tips that only someone that actually has done the race will be able to tell you. So lots of, lots of inspiration can come from camp. 
Yeah, you get a bunch of people together like that, and it's a lot of, especially that camp. There's a lot of people, a lot of experience, and um, a lot of people have done a lot of races several times. So if you know something like, for example, Breck Epic, for you know a lot of those guys, I think are doing the Breck Epic this year, and something like that, I get people that have like a whole list of questions, and all you have to do is sit down with these people for you know a night, and you get it all. Oh, yeah, we were around the campfire talking about all kinds of races. It, it was awesome. And as a coach, too, I learned about all these races because I don't have the ability to experience them all. So it was great for me, too. Yeah, and I, I suppose, was it from your perspective that you kind of got an insight into what people were thinking, too? Right, so you can pick up tons of secrets at yeah. camp. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, it's great. All right, so another really important thing about camp is you want to go home tired but not totally worked over. And I think I've said that 10 times already. It's, it's really easy. Yeah. And the last thing I want to mention in this little list of details is that after the training camp, you get the hunger monster. You can go home and just eat through your fridge. You can eat tons of junk food, so you need to keep that in check after camp, especially if this is three weeks before your peak race. You don't want to gain five pounds after camp. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably the hardest part of it. I mean, you get this recovery week, but and I guess we'll talk about that. And there's plenty of other episodes that we can do. We can talk about how to stave off the the being so hungry, but. We'll tame the, the hunger monster. Right, exactly. Yep. I think it helps. I've heard it helps if your coach writes in your trading log, do not eat pancakes today. <laughs> yes, John. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, so the key, how much, how much to do at camp. Now, there isn't a single number how much, how little to do at camp because it really depends on what your goal race is, a 24-hour racer, who is doing a 24-hour solo race will want to do a lot more than someone who's doing a 100-mile race or a 12-hour race because it's twi- you want to do twice the amount of camp, but you definitely are more volume-focused, whereas a 100-mile racer is more race pace and speed-focused. So the, how to know how much to do at camp. If you do it right, you should take one week to recover from camp. And that's a really that's your important metric. Recover from your camp in one week. Get ready to get back on your regular training schedule the week after. If it takes more than one week to recover from your camp, then you would have increased your fitness more quickly staying at home and staying on your consistent training training plan. So recover in a week or stay on your consistent training plan those are the best options and i'd want to run through some numbers here just to kind of illustrate that concept as once you understand that concept then it helps you keep a lid on it at camp and not get run away with all the motivation and beautiful trails and great weather and so on so if your base load is 14 hours a week you train 14 hours a week which For an athlete training for 100-mile races, 24-hour races, that's pretty middle of the road, 14 hours a week. 
So let's look at a three-week cycle. You train 14 hours a week, week one. Next week, week two, you train 14 hours a week. And then you come up to a rest week, which is seven hours. So on a three-week cycle, staying at home on a consistent training plan, you get to log 35 hours of training. Now, let's look at a training camp. Say you're going to training camp, and your training camp's going to be 20 hours. So that's a good training camp for a 100-miler to 24-hour racer, which is five hours Friday, six hours Saturday, six hours Sunday. That would look like your training camp week would be 20 hours, which is counting a few short rides at home, travel to camp, and then do camp. Adds up to 20 hours. Then the follow it up with a rest week, seven hours. Then if you get back on your regular training plan because you've only required one rest week, you're back to 14 hours in the third week. and So that adds up to 41 hours. So staying at home, your base load would be 35 hours over the three weeks. Training camp, you're at 41 hours over the three weeks. So your training gain is six hours. That's great. So let's look at if you go to training camp, you do the 20 hours and then you do the seven hours in your rest week the week after, but then you get sick because you overdid it at training camp or you're injured or you're just still smoked from training camp and you can't get back on your regular training plan. So you might end up with in those three weeks, 27 hours. So that would equal a training loss of eight hours. So you've actually lost fitness by going to camp Mm -hmm. if you go too hard at camp. Mm -hmm. And you can lose a lot more, especially if you get overuse injuries. And that's the critical part for people that haven't been training. They get off the sofa. They think they go, they feel great for three days at training camp, but then it forces them back on the sofa for another three weeks because they're They've done too much, too fast, and developed an overuse injury. So training camps can be really effective, but they're also risky, and you have to do them properly. So with um, somebody who, let's say, because a perfect example, Whiskey 50 is coming up in a couple weeks, so take a a 50-miler, for example. Somebody's going to do four, you know, average person, maybe four hours, something like that, to do this race. They're coming off, say it's, uh, let's say, mid-June, you know, a few months away or whatever, and they're kind of just coming off the couch for the, for, you know, after the winter. But for somebody in that situation, so kind of scaling it back from like the hundred, you know, the kind of person that's training 15 hours a week, let's say it's more of the average Joe. What are they going to do like right now or, you know, in the spring, you know, as far as time-wise? What would they need to do? I guess I'm looking at it from... Somebody that's going to say, hey, what's the minimum I would need to do to be able to do this decent, right? So what would they be looking at? Somebody was going to do like a 50-mile race. I don't recommend pre-peak training camps for 50-milers. Okay. Training camps are really about volume, and 50-mile races are fast, and they're about intensity. So for 50-milers, do the training camp early season to boost your base training, but three weeks out from the race, you want to be doing race-specific work, okay. which is not a high-volume training camp. Which is good for, you know, that kind of that average person who's just going out to get it done, you know, like I said, four or five hours, whatever. Um, 
So get out early season, set up your thing, and don't worry about a, a training camp beforehand. Right. Yep, yeah. and focus more on being able to keep that high tempo pace going because the climb out of Skull Valley at Whiskey 50. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a big climb. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, All right. so talking about how to do the training camp, and we talked about simple hours there. There mm-hmm. was there was just volume metrics because that gives a pretty simple way of looking at what's beneficial and what would actually set you back. And like you said, there's a lot more to what you do at training camp, how fast, and there's more quality specifics. And that's where you come in. Like if somebody was interested in doing this, had a, you know, let's say had a season full of races coming up and they wanted to do something like this, you could work with them to, to figure out what they need to do, right? Right, absolutely. And in, in my training plans that you can buy on my website, lwcoaching.com, most of the, the 24-hour solo, the stage race, the 100-miler, the big race, epic race plans all have a training camp three weeks out. And in general, it's three six-hour back-to-back days for these big kind of events. So, and the other thing too, I want to just make sure, you know, for people listening to this, they're thinking, Hey, I have a hundred miler later in the season and I can just go out and I'll just crank out the, you know, six hour days <laughs> a few weeks before. Like there's a lot of work that leads up to that. You can't just, don't, don't just take this and say, Oh, she said that you just go do these and you're good. <laughs> don't, don't do that. And you, yeah, you want to bring a lot of race specifics. If you're doing the camp, the later season pre-peak camp, if you can do it on the race course, that's amazing. If you're going to be racing Breck 100, then do your camp at 10,000 feet. If you're going to be racing in a hot environment, then do your camp in a hot environment. So the pre-peak camp, you can bring in a lot of race specifics to benefit you at that camp. Early season camps, they really should just focus on being fun, early season camps. And do you, so I know you put on a, a camp. Um, can you just talk a little bit about that? I don't know what else you had on your list, but I want you to just explain to people what you do. Yeah, every year we do an early season camp in St. George, and it's called Camp Linda, which we named it Camp Linda as a joke the first year because it was a really hard camp. And a lot of us were peaking to race solo at 24 hours in Old Pueblo. So we just, the camp got set up to invite a lot of people to come train with us. And the name stuck. And I've tried to change it to something a bit (laughs) less narcissistic than Camp Linda, but nobody will call it anything else. So I just have to explain that the name's name's tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, it's not, you're not exactly the, the, that type of person. (laughs) So, but yeah, so with that, how many people, like what kind of, just explain kind of how it's like this year, how it went, you know, a number of people, what they, I guess, things that people said about it. Yeah. One of the really great things about a camp that early season, because we usually run it in February. This year we actually ran on the same day as 24 hours in old Pueblo that, so lots of people come to camp. Alex Grant has come to camp most years. And beginners that have never raced before come to camp. And it's really awesome for people 
in the same categories to come to camp and ride together. Because when you meet at races, you've got your race face on. You don't want to share any information or connect with people. So it's a really good time to come and connect with other athletes. And I've got to know some of my best friends and form my most solid friendships at camp. And so it's a great way to meet people that are doing the same things that you're doing. And some of my athletes, they're just stoked to go ride with Alex Grant for 25 minutes at camp. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a good, good chance to get out there and, and to meet, you know, not only just some people, but like, you know, people like Alex Grant, people like yourself. I mean, you've been coached, you know, you, they maybe bought a plan, all that kind of stuff. And this is their opportunity to actually like meet you and talk to you and ride with you. And so, yeah. So we, we run the format as Friday through Sunday, three day training camp. And my training camp is very self supported. There's nothing much organized about mine because we do get a large number of people that come. I think we had 75 this year. I don't track exactly. You don't have to sign up. I don't track how many people um, because everyone's on different plans. Some people are peaking for very early season races and some people are just getting off the sofa and coming out to start their training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What else uh, uh, What else did you have on, on tap for the training camps? I just... I really like early season camps, the camps, the pre-peak camps that you're doing three weeks before your race. You have to be fairly careful with, but early season camps, there's so many benefits to that. As long as you don't smoke yourself at camp and you can get back on your training plan after a recovery week. And definitely encourage everyone to go to a training camp. Great. And you you mentioned your website already. It's lwcoaching.com. How do people get a hold of you? My email's Linda with a Y, L-Y-N-D-A, at lwcoaching.com. Or we're on Facebook and Twitter, LW Coaching on both of those places. And she is very active. So if you have any, any questions, any comments, any thoughts, you know, either about this podcast or about training, or maybe you are listening to this and you're on one of her training plans, you have a question, um, just any of those places, you can email her, Facebook, Twitter, um, and then uh, when's the no- next open coaching? Yeah, uh, once a month on fa- on my Facebook page, which is LW Coaching. I do an open coaching day where I'm live online all day. And I do that the f- sometime during the first week of each month. And I've generally been doing it on a Tuesday, but I didn't do it last Tuesday because it was April 1st and I didn't want to yeah. do it on April Fool's Day. Yeah, right. Another good way, if you're on a training plan and you have a training question, I have a forum on my website that is dedicated to all my athletes on training plans. If you ever have a question or something come up, you just post it on the forum, and I check that oh, multiple times every day. Perfect. So I will link. If you're listening to this on the website, uh, just scroll down. I'll list all the show notes. I'll list how you get a contact or the you know link to the forum. Um, and if you're listening to this on the app, um, bottom right hand corner, there should be a little E. Click on that E. That'll bring up all the links that you can actually click on. Um, so that way, you know, just look at your whatever iPhone 
and tap on that. And as you're listening, have it downloaded, you can click on any of those and listen while you kind of surf through the links. So definitely check that out. But uh, all right, cool. Thank you, Linda. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. And thank you, everyone else, for listening to another episode of the LW Coaching Show on Mountain Bike Radio. Thank you.